Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection. What I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. Okay, so what do you do now? You want mom friends, you don't have any, or yours moved away, or something happened. Today I'm gonna share some huge mind shifts that I've personally had about friendships and it's changed everything for me. It's given me so much freedom and peace in my relationships and I wanna share that and uncover that for you today. So if you haven't listened to part one of this three-part series, go back to last week. I'm not gonna recap anything, just gonna keep going. Today I'm going to uncover six truths I've learned about mom friendships. They're basically six mind shifts that will bring you peace no matter where your friendships are at. Because if you've been thinking for all of your mom life, why don't I have close friends? What's wrong with me? Maybe like me, you've been operating in some ways from a deficit of close friendships for your entire mom life. And you keep asking yourself, why? Why don't I have a close lasting circle of friends? What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. Last week I shared the five reasons mom friendships are really hard. And I hope that it made you feel seen, understood, and not alone. So let's get into these six mind shifts that you can apply no matter where your friendships are today. First one, you gotta realize guys, people are in your life for a time. They come in and out of your life for a reason. Chapters begin and end, and friendships are constantly changing throughout life. Warm up to the idea that you might be in different cycles of different friendships your whole life, and maybe that's okay. Maybe the assumption going in of I need to have a close friend at all times who lasts forever and ever and never moves or has any life situation that takes her away from me Maybe that's not realistic. Maybe that's not what's been designed for your life. Maybe all of life is just different cycles of different friendships. Is that okay with you? Losing a good friend is hard. It's messy. It hurts. For me, it hurt deeply. I remember bawling to my life coach at the time. And yes, I am a life coach and I have a life coach. If you're interested in working one-on-one, you can head to shejustglows.com for all of the information on that. It's in the episode notes. For me, when I've lost friendships in a painful way, I have to be at peace with knowing that what I had with that friend for those two years is meaningful, relevant, and real. 
As my life coach explained to me, the fact that we are no longer close does not invalidate anything that happened during the time that we were friends. We had a wonderful friendship, but now it's time to move on. Something I also found to be really hard when I lost this friend was I got to see her, I got a front row seat to watch her dive into new friendships. She lived in my city. We had all mutual friends, not some of the same mutual friends. All of our mutual friends were mutual friends. All of our friends, do you know what I mean? Everyone I knew was a mutual friend, right? And I got a front row seat at watching her jump into new friendships right in front of me. And my life coach kept reminding me that no matter what friendship this new friend has moved on to, it doesn't invalidate anything about the friendship that she and I had before. Here's another way this plays out for me now. When I have friends who for some reason don't invite me to something and I know I wasn't invited and I hear about it, I can choose to remind myself that the friendship I have with these friends isn't invalidated, doesn't lack value or beauty just because I wasn't invited to something. It took me a long, long time to get there. But this is where it starts. Can you let the seasons flow? For me, I had to learn to not be attached to this one person. There's a reason the season is changing and I needed to be open to it. But it was really hard. One more note on that. If you've had a falling out with someone, I talk with clients about this all the time. Because there's a lot of worry, whether it's divorce or a broken friendship or a broken relationship. There's a lot of worry over, will everyone think it's my fault because they don't know the whole story? Here's what I can tell you about that. People are smart. People figure it out. Time will expose the truth. You don't need to state your case and be in everyone's ear. You know what happened, and don't forget, people are very smart and very observant. The second truth I've learned about mom friendships, just trust. Trust that there is a reason your friendships are flowing exactly as they are. That friend might be taken out of your life because it might be room, it might be time, to make room for a new friend, a new life change you have coming up around the bend. It might be to protect you from something bad. There might be a new friend out there who really needs someone just like you. And if you were still entrenched in this old friendship that for some reason has been taken away from you, you would never have the perspective to seek out this new friend who needs you more. Isn't that a cool way of thinking about it? Maybe you don't have a person to quote, do life with because that person needs to be your husband. Maybe you've been thinking about it all wrong. And that leads to my third truth. I love this. What if What you have to offer a friend is so good that someone else needs it 
and room had to be made that you wouldn't have done yourself. What if what you have to offer is so good that someone else needs it and room had to be made that you wouldn't have done yourself? I see other people blossoming in in female friendships and it's hard. You always see the friendship and you think you are uninvited and you don't have that. I, I remember like pleading with God, like not to be overly dramatic, but I really felt that there was such a huge black abyss, the, the most unignorable void in my life. And it was a deficit of a close friend. I pleaded with God, why? Why don't I get to have a close friend? Why don't I get that in my life? Over and over, I'm not able to achieve that in a lasting way. I never thought I would say that out loud because I think it's something I carry a lot of shame about or something. Um, Why don't I have a close friend that lasts? What's wrong with me? I got the answer. I got the answer after pleading with God and literally bawling on my pillow for weeks, maybe longer. He said, because that's not what I want for you right now. You know, it's really crazy to think about what has been brought to my life through my, quote, deficit of friendship. Now, I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like a lonely person or a loner, but like I said, in, in the first episode of this three-part series, I don't have a close friend in the city I live in, like someone I check in with every day or even every week. I used to feel really insecure about that because to me, something that I thought was magically on the list of things you need in life to be having a good life was a best friend. To me, I thought, I thought that was on the list. I've realized now it's not on the list of what I need to have a wonderful, full, joyful, and thriving life. You know what I realize now? Having a friendship where I was checking in several times a day with one person would have never allowed me to be present for my four children and husband. My family's grown. Their needs have grown. They never stop, (laughs) you know? Oh my gosh, and summer's here. What are we going to do for the next two and a half months, guys, right? You know what else? Not only do I have extra time and focus for those in my family because of the fact that I don't have an amazing, beautiful, blossoming friendship with one female, When that important friendship for me ended, I firmly believe one of the reasons that happened was so that I would have the bandwidth to do the kind of work that I do now. Joy coaching with my full, amazing, dazzling client load, this work that I absolutely love and I feel I am living out my purpose every day and there is no greater feeling than that, There is no way I would have had the bandwidth to also have a best friend that I'm checking in with throughout the day. No way. Maybe, 
my deficit of friendship is a gift because it allows me to walk into my life of purpose and joy to which I was holding the direction book for something totally different. The fourth thing I want you guys to think about on that note, maybe you not having a best friend is not about what you don't have. Maybe it's about an abundance of what you do. I was talking to another friend. She has four kids also. Her kids are a good five years older than mine, so I look to her as a mentor. What's it like? What's it like when your oldest is 15? I remember a few years ago, she told me, when you have four kids, you're not trying to like hang out with other families. Not that you don't, but that's not... It's not like, oh, it's the weekend. What family are we going to hang out with? You're not trying to like schedule play dates. We just hang out together. She said there's plenty of time to hang out with those other families. Your teenagers are going to want to hang out with their friends tomorrow, it feels like, right? She's like, we don't have the bandwidth to have all these plans with other families. We just hang out us most of the time. That's what we do too in our family now. Maybe you're not doing life with another friend because you're doing life with your husband. I was talking to another friend recently. She also said, I don't have a best friend either. What's wrong with me? I've always wondered that. And I thought, oh, I'm so glad I'm doing a podcast on this because it's not just me. She said, I don't need it though. I'm so close with my siblings and husband. Again, What if you not having a best friend is not about what you don't have, but an abundance of what you do have? Something I love to say with my daughter, and I truly feel it from my soul. We always say, best friends forever. See, because I don't have an adult best friend, she gets that dazzling title of mommy's best friend. I love being able to say to her, you're my best friend. We have so much fun together. She's only four. I hope it's the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful relationship and friendship. Mom-daughter relationships are tough, but what a beautiful thought that my daughter can be my best friend and I can be that to her. That's what I talk about when I talk about the bandwidth by what's not in your life, the margin that creates for what you actually want. Maybe your lack of a best friend highlights abundance in your life, a thriving relationship with your sister, a good marriage, not a perfect marriage, but a good marriage, a mom who is there for you, a dad who is there for you, a cousin, a daughter, Stop focusing on what you don't have in a friend. And look at what you do have in the other relationships in your life. Maybe that's exactly where you're supposed to be. Oh, number five, I've been waiting to tell you about this. Such a powerful concept that I've only recently really zeroed in on. Stop chasing people. About 15 months ago, I woke up one morning with a horrible hangover and I said, I'm so done with this 
life. And I'm not going to drink today. I didn't know how long that would last. And it's been a rocky road, but I haven't drank for about 15 months. I've wanted to sometimes. I would say the first three to four weeks were the toughest. And then it just got so easy. Because there's nothing better than waking up feeling great every day. Well, something that's happened a few weeks into my alcohol-free journey is I started listening a little more in friendships. You know, when you stop drinking, there's a lot of noise around, "Uh uh-oh, well, what about the drinking friends? Are they still going to want me around? Are they still going to invite me? Oh my gosh, maybe they'll drop me. I was very confident that I wouldn't get dropped because my close friendships, we did drink together, but it wasn't all about drinking. And the other people, I thought I was still fun enough to be invited. And that did happen for the first few months. And as my journey continued, I started listening more. I started not feeling the need to always be the one calling, texting, planning, and scheduling. I just sort of let myself off the hook with that. I don't really know. I don't think it was like a conscious choice. It was just, I'm not going to keep scheduling stuff, but I'd love to be invited. I started realizing that some of these friendships where I had been initiating almost everything, some of those people had never once invited me to their house. I'd invited them to mine 10, 20, 30 times. And this is not a tit for tat conversation at all. But you have to ask yourself, if you've had this person or family over dozens of times and never once been invited to their house, I had to ask myself, it, it smells like I'm chasing this friend, <laughs> you know? Stop chasing people. Neutrally, I'm able to let go of those friendships. Not that I want to say goodbye or I don't want to speak to the people again, but I'm able to let go of performing, of chasing, of proving. This isn't something that comes from anger. It's total neutrality. If they invite me somewhere, I would love to go. And I will invite them here and there. But I would love for it to be more mutual. You know, there's a real grounding that comes when you can look at your life today and your relationships today and say, what's meant for me will find me. And I don't need to chase anyone. So I don't chase people anymore. And you know what's happened in this process? It's been, it's been, it's been a little painful. I've cried about it, I'll admit. But in that margin, there's space for new friends. Maybe the friends who, when you stop chasing the cool kids, right? When you stop chasing that person that you're trying to perform and finally be cool enough to be her friend, maybe that creates space for that other person who's been on the periphery of your life for a long time, who reaches out every month or so, is thinking of you, 
you just don't have the bandwidth, you don't have the time, you don't have the interest, and you just keep that person at arm's length. Well, guess what? That's more of a mutual friendship than what you're doing with the other people. What I love about letting friendships go, not meaning I want them to end, just meaning I'm gonna let it go and let it flow. I don't need to control it. I don't need to force people to hang out with me. <laughs> if they wanna hang out with me bad enough, they'll text back and wanna pl uh, plan something too, right? But in letting go of that need to perform, control, and chase, I have the freedom to pour my amazing energy into people who really want it. Remember that your offer is so good I mentioned above? Your offer is too good to be chasing down the sale. Your offer is so good the sale will come to you. The friend will come to you. Do you believe that? If you don't, I don't blame you. If I had heard this about five years ago, I would have said, that's a bunch of crap. I would never have any friends if I wasn't outgoing and, and bold and aggressive in seeking people out. I understand that completely because that's how I am too. When I see someone at the park that I think is cool, hey, what's your name on Facebook? Let's hang out. I mean, that's me. And that's great. But it's been so freeing for me to relax my default of chasing the friend who isn't reciprocating quite as much and instead save my amazing energy for people who really want it. And I'm not saying that in any, with any shade at all. See, number six, the best way to find mom friends, guys, is simply be the friend you want to attract. Be the friend you want to attract. Be the person who checks in when your friend has had a rough week or is stressed at work or someone passed away. Bring them dinner. Be the friend who remembers the dates that only good friends remember. Be the friend who listens, who isn't just coming to the friendship with, I need, I need, I need. Like me, I need a best friend. I want to be in the cool club. I want that. What about just being the friend who listens and who isn't trying to suck everyone dry, but is there to show up and be your most authentic and gorgeous self? The best way to find mom friends is simply be the friend you want to attract. And I'll talk more about that next week along with the exact places and steps. Steps, yeah, I have steps to find the mom friends you want at every stage of motherhood. I'll see you then. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review, and there's so much more where that came from. Go to shejustglows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. 
Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow, girl.